You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, angels. Welcome to episode 54 of our Freud's Angels podcast. This one's going to be a good one today. Um, What is it that we're going to bring to our people that are listening Well, angels, we're going to create a bridge that Vanessa is so good at doing. So today we're going to create the bridge between like affirmations and affirmations. We're going to talk about the difference. We're going to have a cat that's going to be annoying AF. And we are going to um, just talk about how to kind of deal with, you know, when you're not in touch with an affirmation, if you're not connected to it. And, and why that may be and, and, and how to use an information to get you there. Um, because, you know, to be honest, we're all learning, right, Vanessa? We're all in our yeah. different stages of growth. Always. And, and sometimes we can own parts of us, but there's sometimes that we're still struggling in other areas. I mean, I still struggle with things. Um, and I think that this is a good episode to find a way to ma- navigate that and to be realistic about yourself and where you're at. And, you know, one of the things that I had said about TikTok was about, I felt it was toxic positivity and it was because I wasn't where these people were at energetically. I was not Mm -hmm. there. And so it felt very toxic because it created anxiety. It created that level of, you know, a failure in a sense of, I felt like, Oh my God, I can't be positive. Am I failing? Like, what is this? You know, it, it, it created a lot of, uncomfortable emotions within me and, and, and most of all anxiety, because I felt like, wow, I, I just, I can't assimilate. I can't, I can't feel what they're trying to share yeah. and it's not that they're doing it from a mean or bad place. They're doing it from a place of their own creation and of their own growth to help others find that level of growth. And I just wasn't where I needed to be to be able to accept it. Cause yeah. I was just, I got into a really serious kind of like whirlwind because of it, because I was just yeah. really like, oh my gosh. But then when I realized, hey girl, you're just not there. That's okay. Right. <laughs> right. 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 And thankfully you were able to pull yourself to that place. But a lot of people really can't because it's like, when you feel so far from something, I mean, you can't help but to feel despair. You can't help but to feel like it's maybe not possible for you, or even just that, even if it were possible, it takes so much energy that right now, obviously, because I feel like shit, (laughs) I don't have to get to that level. And that hopelessness that comes with, you know, seeing how far you have to go to be that person because of comparison, you know, and I think um, when we had that, I remember having that conversation about TikTok and, trying to figure out how we could bridge that gap. You know, like, I I mean, I feel like we're just, that's what we do here at Freud's Angels is we just take people from where they are and build a bridge for them to step over into different parts, you know, just, and and, and making it a bridge means that you can take a step at a time. You can still see in front of you, you still see behind you. You know, it's a very, um, it's a very fluid motion versus, you know, when when we do sometimes talk about a leap where <laughs> that's it <laughs> you're either <laughs> on the other side or you fell in the canyon you know like <laughs> we're, we're walking really... off that cliff going <laughs> universe take the wheel <laughs> exactly but in this case we can't fall off that cliff because we're I mean most of the time we're already have and that's why we're even looking for the, the affirmation or looking for the help or whatever, looking for the bridge that we're trying to, to build here. Um, I think for me, like in, in my work, um, that's really what I hear a lot of. And that's where a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression comes from 
is the, um, you know, and it, you know, like I'm not a big fan of the word toxic positivity because of that, because I feel like it, um, it can sometimes discourage positivity because at some level, we have to have that, right? Like we have to have that comparison. But when I think of toxic positivity, and this is what I try to teach is that when it's imposed on somebody as their solution, then it becomes toxic, right? Like, so if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I'm having a shit day, my life sucks. If I, you know, completely disregard what they've said and try to tell them their life doesn't suck, I'm using, you know, I'm, I'm employing toxic positivity in that moment because that's not what they need. It's actually harmful more than helpful, you know, and that I have to validate those feelings and I have to actually bring them to the positivity on their own, you know, and that it's not about telling somebody positive things. It's about helping them tell themselves positive things, you know, and that's, I think, where we're, we're getting at when we talk about an affirmation or an information <laughs> is like an affirmation is very telling, right? Like it's very statement based of, of, um, strong is, you know, strong am, you know, kind of, kind of things I can remember being taught how to do it, you know, in my therapist training and being kind of like, okay, but people are just going to say words if they don't feel connected to it it's not really going to be helpful so what makes more sense well and and to talk about and and two things is you know I want to go back with the the idea of toxic positivity for those of you who need another visual think about a person who has depression and who struggles getting out of bed and struggles existing and doing their day-to-day activities and telling them, well, if you just cleaned your house, you wouldn't be depressed. That's, that's kind of like a, you know, one of that, those moments that it's like, no dude, because my house is the way it is, is because I'm depressed. Shit. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's, it's like coming at somebody and devaluing their struggle and trying to give them the solution saying, it's easy. Why are you like this? You know, just really devaluing their situation. But anyways, I digress. No, Uh, no, no. I think it's really important that we do that because like how I feel about a lot of buzzwords, they need to be defined clearly because people will throw them around and not feel them the way that they're meant to be felt. And I think that that is so important for us to be able to say toxic positivity isn't the person bouncing around. It's the person devaluing someone's experience. Right. Like specifically. Yeah. Um, so where were we? What was the other thing we were just talking? Oh, oh man. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's going to be an interesting podcast today, guys, because my brain is like, you know, three, three brain cells shy of, um, complete desolation, but, um, <laughs> All good. um, what were we talking about, Vanessa, that well, I wanted to talk about, you know, just, I mean, we were talking about the toxic positivity and the affirmations and, oh, oh, oh yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, friends, <laughs> this is what happens when you're up late. <laughs> um, okay, we struggle too. That's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so, from a spiritual aspect. Now I understand from psychology, it's, and it's a different aspect with affirmations. So Mm -hmm. when you're coming from the spiritual lens of affirmations, you're coming from the, I am statement. Now the, Mm -hmm. I am statement in a spiritual sense is, is your, I am it's, it's, it's connecting you to God. It's connecting to the godliness within you. And when you have an, I am statement, it helps you raise that vibration within you. It introduces that vibration within your body to give you an idea of where you're sitting with that. So for when my, in the start of my spiritual journey, I used a lot of Louise Hayes affirmations and it's basically you're inviting a higher vibrational energy to be introduced into your body. Now, if you're low vibrational because you're struggling, you're maybe you have depression, maybe you have anxiety, you know, your vibration's kind of a little low because you know, it's you're you're suffering. That's normal. That's what we all deal with when we're suffering or we have any type of pain, whether it's emotional or physical or our vibrational energy kind of dissipates and kind of gets really low. So when you introduce it, Now, some people can handle the shock to their vibrational cords being kind of like has this up spike, like 
And in the beginning with, for me, I used, I, I just used one. I didn't use all the ones that people are saying, say this, say that. Yeah. I, I needed to start with one and I, you know, and I did repeat it to myself. Like they say, like, uh, make it your mantra, make it something that you say you're saying to yourself. And I think the one I chose is I, I approve of myself. And that was one was really hard to mm-hmm. get to, but I stuck with it. Yeah. But there are some that I noticed I couldn't achieve. I couldn't stick with it. Yep. And I couldn't like, and even when I did stick with it, if it felt false, I knew that my body, my, my vibration couldn't sustain at that higher vibrational level. Like when I have an affirmation, like I love and approve of myself, you know, that's generally the first one they introduce you to see where you're at with your vibrations. And if you can say that to yourself a hundred times a day for like, I don't know, a week, if you're still in disbelief of it and you're still not feeling it, then you know that your vibrational energy can't sustain it. So for me, I had to, I had to regroup and figure out how do I prove that to myself? What, it, why am I just still disbelieving what I'm trying to say? Um, the I am statement is one of the most powerful statements in, in, um, in the metaphysical world to use the I am statement. So that's why when people come and says like, you know, I am, you know, stupid or I am, I am like, you know, some sort of derogatory word or something that puts them down. I get, I I get really upset because I'm like, no, you are not because you are not, we are not our bodies. We are not our minds. We are souls living in a vehicle that we've been given, but we are still pieces of us are still pieces of God. And so when you're using an, I am statement, I, I caution people to not go negative, but to try to use the most positive vibration they can. And even if it's not, I am strong and I am powerful. Um, you could say, I am learning. I am aware, or I am growing, or I'm, or I'm, I'm healing. You know, even if you can't reach those high vibrational affirmations in the affirmation world, I always take it a step down. What can you say you are? Yeah. Well, I'm healing. I'm healing my trauma. So say I am healing. Mm-hmm. And if that's where you're at, so be really careful when you're using an I am statement because I am is your connection to God. It's the God, it's the God statement. Mm-hmm. And so when we're using a negative word, you're disassociating from the godliness within you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have that discussion with people all the time when we, when we do talk about affirmations and like, I, I try to force people to do mirror work um, because it's so powerful to say it to yourself. I mean, you can say it to yourself and not see yourself and it's a completely different experience. I don't, I mean, I still have clients that I've been working with for months that are like, I can't do it in the mirror. I can do it not in the mirror, but when I'm looking at myself, I can still see that, 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 that I don't believe it you know, and it's, it's sad, but it's like, okay. I mean, but the, these are how you know about yourself, you know, and these are not meant to make you feel bad about yourself. It's meant to, to show you that, that, you know, that you're on a path and that, that, you know, we need to stay the course and stuff like that. But a hundred percent. I mean, when I, when I introduce, okay, well, have you been using affirmations? I mean, I get a lot of pushback because they're like, it doesn't work for me. And I'm like, okay, but what are you doing? Are they your affirmations? Are you just looking stuff up and thinking of what's the most positive thing that you can say? I mean, all of everything, friends that are listening right now, everything you hear come out of my mouth or come out of Amy's mouth is individuality matters more than anything on a healing journey that it has to be about you. It cannot be somebody else's program. It's not going to work. Pieces may, may fit, but the entire program is not going to work for you. It's going to have to be an individual effort. Your affirmations are going to have to be yours in whatever way. Sure. There can be inspiration, but it has to be yours. When you say it, it can't just be somebody else's. It can be inspired by somebody else's, but it has to fit 
something that you can connect to. And like when we talk about, okay, so I'll say, well, you have no problem saying the I am negative statements. Like we're great at negative, <laughs> right? Like I am, like you're saying, I am stupid. I suck. I am the worst. I am a mess. Like all of these kind of things. I'm like, those are flowing right out of your mouth. Like there's no problem. Even if there isn't a lot of evidence. Right. So if we can do that without a lot of evidence, what can we connect to in a positive way without a lot of evidence? Because <laughs> we're just doing the same thing, right? Like it's, I mean, it really is just introducing reason because people want to hear reason, you know, all right, cool. Well, then we'll put it analytically. If we're going percentage wise of how per- percentage, how stupid you actually are, great. Well, then we're going to go ahead with the percentage wise of how smart you are. Let's yeah. calculate that, <laughs> you know, and, and it's trickery tricking people into saying nice things about themselves so that we can go, Oh, okay. So can you use that as an affirmation? You know, does that work instead, you know, building that block and, and allowing it to, to, to ramp up to some of those more higher vibe, you know, start, start a little bit above where we are and take those steps and see where we can go. Um, it's, you know, it is hard, but again, once everybody realizes that it's an individual journey and that you can do it, 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 there's no right or wrong when it comes to looking inside of yourself because it's all truth. So when we look into ourselves and say, this is something that I can't do, that is the truth right in that moment. But then we have to think of the way to get there. You know, that in this moment, I haven't been able to do it, but in the next moment I want to. So how can I? Yep. And, and kind of building from there. And I think, you know, what we're about to probably get into, because it's the topic of the, the podcast is, okay, so how? <laughs> so what are some examples of how to bridge that gap between my super low vibe, I am stupid, and the super high vibe, I'm the smartest person in the world that I can't say without sarcasm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's do a little experiment. Are we up for an experiment? Yes, always. Okay, so let's do a little experiment. So listeners, just take a second, center yourself, just, you know, take a deep breath and just bring your presence, you know, to yourself, to your body, your awareness, to your physical body. And as I say these words, I want you to to explore and, and notice where it sits in you, what it makes you feel, okay? So just give yourself a second and if you're driving, don't close your eyes, <laughs> but if you're not driving, I, you know, close your eyes and just really allow the words to sit and hit you. So we're going to start with some affirmations. So I am loved. I am powerful. I am amazing. I am strong. I am resilient I am abundant beyond my measure. Now give yourself a few seconds to really see where they hit. Some may have hit harder than others. Some may have caused sensations or feelings. Check in your heart chakra. Did did you feel something there? Was it crunchy? Was Was it smooth? Could you accept them and feel that strong within your body? And now we're going to try something different. And see where this sits and how this energetically hits you. So I'm going to give you another second to just center yourself within your body. What if I am loved? What if I am stronger than I could imagine? What if... I have many possibilities. What if I am beautiful? What if I am smart? What if I am supported by spirit, God, and the universe? 
and just take a second and see where those hit you. See how it made you feel. Was there an energetic shift? Did you feel it energetically around you? And really just take note of the differences. And, you know, and just as we talk about what that is and what that was, our what if statements or affirmations is what we, what I've been calling it. Um, and I know other people have called it that, you know, just check in with yourself because it does create sometimes two separate and very distinct reactions. Now, for me, when I am in my affirmations, the ones that I'm not connected to, I get crunchy in my heart chakra. Like it's almost like the vibration is so high, it can't penetrate the heart chakra. And I almost feel like there's not pain, but physical discomfort there. And when I am doing my affirmations and the ones, especially like that, I'm, that I'm struggling to reach, like, what if I am beautiful? Like there's a sense of energetic openness that happens. Like, like all of a sudden it's like my blinders come off my energetic blinders. Like, and it's all of a sudden my peripheral vision is opened because my energy has been opened to the what if possibilities. That's how I experience it in an energetic way. Vanessa, how did you experience it? Well, it's basically that same thing. So like, the, I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, it's a little unfair for me <laughs> to experiment because of like knowing and doing and, you know, all the things that I practice. Um, but I will say that in the first one, I had a different reaction to I am amazing than I thought I would. Okay. I felt a little bit like, like you don't say that even though I say that very but it was very interesting for me to hear that and also the abundance one which was interesting and I thought I questioned it the other ones I was like in it I was feeling it I felt bursts of power as they came out like I am loved it like and then and on the what if side it made me search every single one of them made me search for the the things you know like what if I am loved and it was like what would happen? Like I had to go with like, what, what if I was loved by, you know, in a romantic relationship, what if I was loved at work? What would, you know, like just kind of searching, right? Like, and that's what I, I think is the beauty of using the what if is because it creates that look, that, that peripheral, like you're saying, like I've been, I, I can tunnel vision or I can look around and the what if is always the look around. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I say that, you know, when people say, very statement wise, something negative about themselves, I think, okay, but what if you're wrong? You know, like, what, what if that's not true for everybody around you, you know, and, and it just creates that conversation within yourself, maybe with another person of like trying to find, trying to find evidence, you know, that, that real thinking about it, thinking about, well, what if, what could happen <laughs> if that were true? Trickery well, into dreaming. Well, yeah, basically, because what happens is, and I think Dr. Rick Hansen had said this, he did a, just one thing. I I did it. I got through halfway through the book, doing a a blog about that book, which I am totally, was totally amazed by. Um, But just one thing, he talks about the Buddha brain and he talks about our brain is wired to have a negative bias. You're, 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 because we're fight or flight, right? We're, we're, you know, we were threatened for many millennia, you know, right. by, by big, scary monsters and things that were not okay. And our brain never switched to see the good and the positive. So when you right. use a what if statement, you're changing the bias of what you're looking at to looking for the af- the confirmation of your what if. So if I say to myself, what if I am loved? And I, and I have, have an experience with like, like I do my podcast with Vanessa. I'm like, there's love. Vanessa loves me. And like last night, like I was working with a friend and helping a friend and we were working together and I'm like, my friend loves me. There's love too. And like, it gives you, it changes your focus from the negative bias to the positive bias. And, and it's not always going to work 100% because we are our own enemy in some right. cases. In some cases, you're going to look, especially if you're not, depending on where you're at, your growth and in your mental health wellness, you know, 
you're, you're, you're kind of retraining your brain to see the light and to see the positive and in a sense of there's love here. What if I am beautiful? And it gives you that sense of saying, you know, your brain may say, oh my gosh, that outfit looks awful on you. Or, oh my gosh, you're ugly. Or, oh my gosh, you know, who, you know, you're, you know, I, I, I could go on about all the things I say to myself in the dark, you know, but it gives me pause to say, but what if I am beautiful? And I'm like, how would I act if I felt beautiful? And so it allows me to try on that vibration, like clothes, like you're like going shopping for the vibration that works. And so you can try it on and go, well, what if I am beautiful? And then I'm like, what would I say to myself? I'm like, you sexy chick. And I'm like, okay, that feels way better than telling myself I'm ugly. You know, (laughs) I'm down for that feeling because that feeling felt way better. So it, right. it opens up to the possibility of it happening. Therefore you're shifting. You could almost shift your focus and you're giving yourself a way to question everything. Yeah. Well, because we, t- we, again, I can't, you know, like I can't say enough how aligned I am with, you know, the, 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 the storytelling that we hear from, you know, the likes of people like Brennan Brown, like, I, I mean, it's a hundred percent how I feel is that we create stories based on our experience, based on our, um, our programming, based on, you know, even one experience as trauma, you know, we, we will base a whole belief system on all of this kind of stuff and just perpetrate it, just run, run through the world, knowing the story. We know it to be true because we have this evidence yeah. and, I'm not devaluing your evidence a hundred percent. If, if, if people have treated you as if you were not beautiful, of course, you're going to feel like you're not beautiful. You know, like there's no possible way because then you're going to be in delusion, right? Like that's what it's going to feel like is that I'm delusional because I have all this evidence telling me this, but what these statements are doing, and this is what I think, you know, is great about the try it on is the remembrance that we don't know the story of every person's thoughts, we are making it up. And being able to implant that doubt into our brains allows us to experience things differently, right? So if I'm able to say, and I love this example, because I think a lot of people need to use this example, that the beautiful thing, because I mean, it's like so crazy in our society, the, the beauty standards and how they shift continuously. I mean, they are, they're just all over the place all the time, which to me is evidence enough that we don't know like what anybody's thinking ever <laughs> about beauty. But that ability to say, well, how do I know that everybody doesn't think I'm beautiful? Have I done a poll lately of every single person on the street? You know, like, what if I'm wrong? What if... I'm beautiful to people who just don't tell me because they feel weird about saying it. Cause I don't say it, you know, like go, that's the story we need to be telling ourselves. Like that's the story to make up because it's literally the story of, I don't know shit. <laughs> and I can accept that because it will then allow me to experience it. It will then allow me to look for evidence in different ways. So right. I may interact with somebody and I may see them looking me in the eyes and in that moment, I'm experiencing them wanting to connect with me. So that's, therefore, I must not be a hideous monster because they're here interacting with me. I have found some evidence that I might be wrong, Yeah, you know, and that, and, and, and challenging that entire system of beauty and that entire story that we've told ourselves about what is beautiful and what is not beautiful. I love the, I, I love teaching people to live in doubt in a positive way. Because it's not doubt as in, you know, doubting yourself and taking power away. It's literally just doubting that I know everything, allowing yourself to say, I don't know everything about everybody. I need to experience every conversation every time. Yep. And I think too, when it, when you were talking about the idea of beauty, I think what's most important is what we come up against in our heads because our tapes have been given and by you know our childhood we always go back to the childhood yeah, um, that, little, that little blank slate but, on. <laughs> but I think that you know for me 
information to help me challenge the tapes that I've, I've adopted from my parents. And it gives me the ability to say, you know, my mother saying to me, you know, and I know you guys have heard it, you know, you'd be beautiful if you lost weight or you'd be pretty if you lost weight. And I'm like, you know, it gave me the ability to question that and also to take my power back. When we allow others, society, parents, friends, loved ones, dictate how we feel about ourselves because of what they say to us, we're given our power away. And when you create an information that you can feel and you can explore about how you feel about it, question your own internal monologue and help begin to shift it, that's when you truly take back your power. That's when you truly step into a space where if you feel beautiful, it doesn't matter what the fuck anybody else in the world thinks. What matters is, is that you feel beautiful and that you feel amazing and and you feel good. Um, And that takes a minute. And that's not, that's something that just, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but the biggest part is that it's a tool to question the conditioning and the programming received at childhood. That's what these are, is that we have a crap ton of tapes that we have to go through and and make sure that we're recreating new synapses in our brain. Absolutely. And and voices, right? Because when we're little, we only hear the voices in our home, really. And so when we get out into the world, we have to be like, ooh, there's like millions of other voices. Let's see, let's test those against that one that I've decided tells the whole story. Right. Just <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> right. Well, even when you're talking, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, there's plenty of people out there that they, even if they think I'm not beautiful, like they may think a painting on the wall is beautiful that I think is extremely ugly, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's not my type. Right. And, the, and right there, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm not their type of beauty then, I guess, you know, like that's fine. Like it's not the end of the world. It's totally okay. Or you know, what do I even mean by beauty? Right? Like, I would rather be beautiful on the inside than outside. I mean, sometimes if you see me at the grocery store, you know that. (laughs) I didn't care about what I looked like, or who thought I was beautiful, because hey, it doesn't matter. But it's all about that recreation, like exactly what you said, of let me just go in here. And that's what that's, I mean, it's literally what an affirmation and an information is, is a reprogramming. You know, we're rewriting. If you're old enough, you know, to be like us, it's a rewritable CD <laughs> or tape. <laughs> you can record over it. Cassette tape. <laughs> Maybe let's put let's put the tape over those holes so we can record. Yeah, exactly. So we can do like that. Didn't work out for me. That's not working out for me. What else can I do? And I, and I mean, I know it's easier said than done, guys. I. I see it every day. I hear people tell me that my affirmations that I'm trying to make them say are bullshit because it's not true. And they're fighting real hard against me saying, but I am stupid or, but I am ugly. Look at me. Or, you know, when I say blank, the next thing that comes in is the evidence that it's not true. And I'm having, you know, they'll say, I'm just, I can't get out of it. And it's like, we just haven't found that way. You will find your way out of it. First is that desire to that reality, that, that perseverance where you say, I can, and I will, and I don't care how long it takes. I have to do this. You know, that has to happen. So when you're having difficulty with your affirmations and affirmations and all of the negative stuff that will come back in to try to tell you that you are wrong when you say something positive, you have to overpower it. And sometimes that's part of it too. You know, sometimes your affirmation or your information has to be followed by something really powerful to stick it to your negative thoughts, right? Like we can go through the scenario of I am beautiful. No, I'm not. Okay. We're not doing that today. You know, like this is a conversation I'll have inside my head where we're not doing that today. We're not supposed to do that. I have a lot of my pay, my clients will say, I hear you telling me, (laughs) right? Like I can hear your voice in my head (laughs) saying, we're not doing that today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Hey man, if it needs to be my voice until it's your voice, that's fine. (laughs) Like whatever works, but we're not doing that today. Today we're looking for like a different story because that sucks like it's not true 
you know, Vanessa said it's not true. And if I believe so-and-so, I'm going to try to believe her today or what, you know, like challenging because we have to come in and be stronger than that programming, be stronger than that tape, be stronger than that negative pattern that we put ourselves into. And it's sometimes just about creativity, you know, sometimes you just got to get creative affirmation or information negative will come back in and you just come in with something more creative to tell it to shut up like nope you don't belong here anymore i'm trying to get rid of you out evacuation whatever you gotta say or or just you know and for me i just i tend to i tend to just go okay you know that that's i tell my brain i'm like okay that's an old narrative i'm like you you're reading you're reading last year's version i'm like can we update to the new version you know and and just because i don't want to reject something my brain says because I have a habit of rejecting my brain and my brain gets pissed and then it gets louder. And so if I say, okay, brain, I get you. I hear you. We use that to keep us safe for a very long time, but you know what? Let's try this today. Let's, 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 let's see what this feels like today and just try it on. And then we'll look at it later, you know? So it's like me hearing my brain, but not giving it credence in order to be in my periphery. And can we take a week? Can we take a wee tangent for a second? Of course. I love attention. I, I, we're talking about bodies. We're talking about beauty. We're talking about our bodies. I want to take a wee tangent because something that I posted on Instagram recently really, really hit home there. I have a kind of a policy. Most of my friends know that to never talk about, Oh, you look like you've lost weight or, I, I, I am very adamant that they never say that to me because it's not about my weight. My beauty has nothing to do with my weight. And when you are saying, when you are, and I want to read this from the actual meme itself, because I think it's very important that we have a deep understanding of something because I, it, this is something that's very like kind of stick with me. And it says, um, It says, when you compliment weight loss, you may be complimenting an eating disorder, an illness, a depression, a broken heart, anxiety, or loss of a loved one. There's many reasons why people lose weight. Not everybody is trying to lose weight. People lose weight for very unhealthy, negative, very hurtful, very tragic things. So do not come at people with the, you look like you've lost weight. Can we stop that? Can we really fucking stop that? Because it is damaging when you, when you're an anorexic and someone says, you look like you've lost weight. They automatically go into, am I fat? Do I have more weight to lose? Is it, you know, they audit your, I was so, I was super fat before, so I better stay like this. You're feeding that cycle in their brain of the, you're affirming to them that they need to stay in the anorexic phase. We're all doing it. We're all continuing that programming. This is a, this is a huge tangent that, that we need to be on because it's specific to this right here, but it's everything because we have collective programming too and societal programming that we have to break. And this is a major one because it goes into every facet of our bodies and the way that we take care of it or don't take care of it. And if we all collectively can learn to speak differently, we all collectively will have different stories in our own heads and we will act on those stories on other people, right? The reason why we talk about weight is because we all think about weight. We all have this programming of, of weight, certain ideal weights. They say it all the freaking time. You can't go to the doctor without them saying like, oh, you're BMI, you're blah, blah, like dumb shit that is not, <laughs> not helpful really and truly at all. But we all have to be speaking differently to ourselves and to others. This is a, a fantastic tangent because we, like you said, we don't know what we're feeding into and what we're doing to, to, to people. And there's plenty of other things that you can say to somebody, especially even if, right? Like, so even if I approach my friend who I know is trying to lose weight or who I know has gone on this program and has really been on like this super like health journey to like put themselves in a better 
spot for the future, you know, to be healthier, to live longer. I don't have to go up and say you lost weight. I can say you look great. You look happy. Yeah. And that's fine. They're going to tell me if they want to talk about their weight journey. They're going to tell me if they want to say something about that kind of thing, just like with anything else, you know, like they're going to tell me that, (laughs) but I am the, what I'm trying to get across to them isn't that I see your weight. What I'm trying to get across is that you look great, right? Like as a whole person, you're shining. You look like you feel better. You look like you feel good. That's what I care about. I don't care about your stupid weight. I care about how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, there's always inner radiance to people who, you know, who, you know, we can, we have so many things in this world to speak about and to share with people about themselves that, you know, that you just, you know, you know, when a person is like, when you come up to them, you know, when they're feeling anxious, you know, you can tell. Like I immediately can tell with just by body language when my friend Yeshua is in a kind of a, a moment and I'm like, what's wrong? And I know because the whole, his whole energy has shifted. So, yeah. you know, when your friends and the people that you love, if there's something wrong, you know, don't, I just, we need to stop fucking talking about losing weight because, and understand is that just because you're in that phase of losing weight and wanting to lose weight doesn't mean everybody else in this world is people look at me and probably think that girl could you stand to lose some weight fuck you you know first of all second of all it is myself and my body and my body and I are on a journey and we're going to figure it out and wherever we're feeling healthy we're feeling healthy whether it's now whether it's maybe less weight whether it's a lot of less weight we're figuring it out and I have to accept me at all levels regardless because i am not we are not our weight people right. you are not nothing to do with who you are as a person any any single one of us because but there's ugly one. people on the inside that are skinny on the outside too yep, <laughs> yep. and you you're the, you get off the scales all it's telling you is your relationship to gravity yeah. i know people who are slim who are small and short and they weigh 195 pounds and they look amazing and it has nothing to do with your fucking relationship. Yeah. None of it. None yeah. of it. I, have, I actually have a side-by-side um, somewhere in this world, you know, uh, of me at my pre-pregnancy weight. It was like the day I found out that I was pregnant and I took a picture of myself in the mirror and I was in probably the best shape I had been in, in 10 years because I had been working out, you know, my muscle tone was, was pretty, pretty good. You know, like I was almost exactly where I felt like great every day, like getting out of bed was not a problem. Like (laughs) running wasn't a problem. I mean, I felt, I felt amazing and was going to the gym and stuff. Um, and I was 155 pounds. That sounds like a lot, right? Like, and I used to, people used to always say, Oh, you weigh that much you look like you weigh 135. And I'd be like, this is the dumbest conversation I've ever had. Like, can you hear what you're saying? Like, let's take a second to listen to what you just said. <laughs> that the weight doesn't matter. You literally just said that the pound amount, the, 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 the number doesn't matter, but okay, thanks. You know, like, I guess I'm supposed to say thanks. And then on that side-by-side was a post-pregnancy picture of me at the same weight. And the body looks completely different because there was no, I mean, I didn't work out while I was pregnant. (laughs) I worked and, you know, was, was mom. My body looked completely different. It's the same freaking weight. And I didn't feel good. I had allergy problems. I was going, that was when I was going through the dairy intolerance and all that. Like I was, my body was a freaking mess. I was bloated, horrible, like just felt terrible, but that was the same weight. And I just remember taking that picture and being like, this is everything that I need to remember for the rest of my life right. is that it only matters how I feel and it, what I want to do. It does not matter what that scale looks like. And it also doesn't matter what my body looks like because the same person is in each one of those pictures. I'm still a kind person in each one of those pictures, whether my body looks quote unquote great to other people or not, I'm still a beautiful person. Yeah. This has nothing to do with my weight. And 
if everybody could really internalize that, they'd stop saying dumb things. Like, and I, I will call that a dumb thing. <laughs> I'm like, you look like you would weigh 135. <laughs> okay. No. So, so <laughs> were you going to pick me up and bench press me and now you can't? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. So, so, you know, have this as a PSA, whatever it is, but let's stop talking about our weight. Let's stop talking about it as if it has any value on us whatsoever. And if we want to take, tie it back to what we're talking about today, what if my weight had no value on who I am as a human? Take that as an information, work with it, step into the idea. What if all shapes of my body, I had the same soul and heart and, oh, I do. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Because here's the thing, friends. When it comes to weight, many of us battle many different things. Sometimes some people have lymphedema. looks like they're overweight, but they can't, their lymphatic system is broken. Sometimes they are, have been emotionally bullied their whole life. And the emotional reason for having excess weight is for protection. I know it sounds stupid, but it's true. Our body creates a layer of protection around us so that we don't have to expose ourselves to common situations. Because think about it, when you feel fat, when you feel overweight, when you feel like you don't fit in, what do you go do? You isolate yourself. It prevents you from putting yourself in public where you could get harassed, teased and bullied. Absolutely, or at least felt that way because the second somebody looks at you, you harass and bully yourself. Right, because if you've done it first, no one else can. Right do it as bad as you do. So I, I just, I encourage you to explore that, to explore now. And this ties in to the series that I will start soon. Um, we will start soon about our bodies and, and reclaiming them. And, you know, I, I just really encourage you to look at how you feel and where you hold your worth with how you look because Now, I know that all of these Instagram models are not going to look that way for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. There's going to be a moment where they have a reckoning where they have to deal with some, and and I feel sad for them because the body hate is going to come on pretty thick for them. Mm -hmm. And they're not because they've made their money. What's an identity crisis at that point? And then you really have to find out who you are. And, and I just, just don't fall down that rabbit hole. Every time you see an ad where you see somebody trying to, you know, depict how great their life is because they're thin, just question everything, question everything. Don't, don't ever. I mean, we already know that all the magazines are Photoshopped. Everything is Photoshopped. Makeup is like, I mean, the contouring that people do with makeup, it's unbelievable. If you don't believe me, go look it up on YouTube and you will have, you'll understand nothing nothing is really real yeah you have to create your reality for yourself and i encourage you to create a comforting reality for yourself right that what if that what if statement works in so many different ways right like we're talking about affirmations we're talking about affirmations and we can create we can create affirmations and affirmations from asking what if Right. So even, you know, to stick on that, on that beauty thing, you see somebody on Instagram, who you think is beautiful on the outside and you're starting to compare, you're starting to whatever you can say, what if they're not happy? What if they think their only worth is this picture on Instagram? How sad, you know, and really it's staying connected to some realities, right? Like can help us be like, I don't, okay. That's helping me know something about me. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to feel that way. And I do feel that way right now. I feel like if I were that person, I would feel great, but it's not true because I don't like, <laughs> I don't feel great about myself. I feel like people see me as what I look like. And so therefore, if I were quote unquote beautiful, people are still going to only see me for what I look like. That's not okay in either one of these scenarios. Yeah. So what if it didn't matter? Or what if I... I mean, we're going in a whole bunch of tangents, but like, what if, 
I didn't want to be around people who saw me for my physical beauty. What if, what if I took away those people from my life because they're not, they don't love me for me. You know, I mean, really questioning everything. Like I said, I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I try to create as much doubt as possible <laughs> in everybody's life is because doubt isn't a negative thing. Doubt is a connection to learning. Yeah. If you know you don't know everything, you will try to learn. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, I really have started whenever I get into that comparison mode, I start to look at the person on that photo, like directly into their eyes. And I'm like, if I could read their soul, what would it say? Do they yeah. struggle because they're in the modeling industry? And do they struggle keeping that same weight? Do they struggle with their own? You know, have they had, you know, are they modeling because they've, they've had to like pay for their life because they're having parental issues. Maybe they left home at a young age because their father was abusive or their mother was abusive. You know, what is the story behind the human? Because nobody just exists and shows up on this plane without some sort of challenge. I mean, yeah. we all enter it innocently, but it seems most families are not, not like, you know, a hundred percent, like, happy and a hundred percent non-conflict there's always some sort of conflict or some sort of issue because that's i mean therapy wouldn't be so because we all you know experience things as we are we experience things as what pieces of our ancestry came with us when we were born into the world i mean we have so much difference that it's not about where it's not always about where we were raised or, or, or whatever. It's just about who we are. And the more we can keep that awareness of ourselves and not knowing what other people's experience is and just being as realistic as possible, you know, like anybody who's an Instagram model, that's now who they have to be or else they fall off. And that's a terrible thing. That's a really horrible pressure to have, yeah. you know, and that, that can create a, a whole lot of empathy and a whole lot of, of feeling pretty good that that's not my life. <laughs> Truly and honestly, when I say that, I am really glad I can go to the grocery store in my pajamas and not care. Nobody's yeah. taking a picture of me. It's not going to go on the internet. People aren't going to bully me about it. I kind of like that. I yeah. kind of really enjoy not having expectation on me about what I look like, you know, to an extent, you know, and that's just, again, like kind of one facet of it. But if we can just pull that out, and turn it into our entire life experience of being able to just what if our way around in both ways of like, what if I don't know the story of this person, but also what if I'm, what if I don't even know the story of myself because the story that I'm telling myself is from when I was seven and now I'm, you know, 42 and I've lived a whole lot of life that I haven't paid attention to. What if I'm wrong? I say, I mean, that's really like kind of the major thing that I, say to people, well, what if you're not right about that? Like, what if that's not the only story? What if, like, what are other possible stories? Explore it, see it, you know, and, and, and really try to, to put yourself into spaces that you haven't been in before, because you will find, you will find your way to that higher vibration. I don't know too many people who don't, when they really figure out how to go on that journey, I mean, we can, of course, look at some of these people who didn't make it out. You know, I saw an Anthony Bourdain quote the other day, and it made me incredibly sad because, I mean, he was such a beautiful person on this earth, but he couldn't find his way to where the healing could be. Right. And I believe that he could have, you know, if the right things were in his path, you know, and, and that's sad. So when we think about ourselves, we want to be able to put ourselves in those places so that we can find that light, so that we can change those thoughts, those feelings, those beliefs, and live a better life, a happier life. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and we talk about affirmations and affirmations. They're there to help us raise our vibration so we can heal what's there. That we can further our journey so that we can step into our power, step into who we are and our authentic us. But it's layers, you know, we all have layers like that beautiful magical onion that we keep talking yeah. about. 
that every layer we pull back of that onion, there's another gem there. There's another thing to observe, to look at, to, to dissect, or to just say, I see you there and to heal it and move on and to not even, you know, I learned that lesson. Okay. We can clear that from the cellular memory. You know, it's, it's just, we are on this. It's always going to be a journey. It's never going to be just like, it's done. It's like a moment and it's done. We don't arrive. We are always arriving. Yes. (laughs) Every moment. And, but I will say though, that when you are on your journey, there is a space where you get, where every time you step into that new space of, okay, what is this? I need to heal this. You get more excited about it because the fear you become, the lighter you become, the more magic you can, you don't have to wait until you're fully healed to enjoy and love your life. Okay. You can love your life, love who you are, accept who you are, accept where your life is at. You can do that at any stage. Right. And I think it improves your healing when you do that. It accelerates it. And when you step into that, there's still magic to be created and used in everyday life. I'm not done my journey. I know, Vanessa, you're not done your journey. We're I'll still walking our journeys. We're just doing it in a way that, you know, we wanted to share with you so that you could benefit from our journey. And that, you know, and but we're still creating. We're still manifesting. We don't have to be fixed to be ultimate in our ultimate space and live our extra life we live that every day because we realize is that's the key. The key is not waiting until you're healed. The key is to live your life while you're healing. Right. Cause you're always going to be healing. There's always going to be something. Yeah. The world, the world happens around us <laughs> and we are going to be wounded by it. I mean, that's, that's, that's a reality that we all have to face of that there. And, and there are going to be tiny woundings and there's going to be giant woundings, right? Like we're going to have tiny woundings of spilling our coffee on our favorite shirt and, and we couldn't get it out. And now we have to throw it away. That sucks, right? In the moment, it may not feel tiny. And next year, you're going to just be like, oh, I did live my life without that shirt. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to have those woundings and we are going to have to heal from them, you know? And that sounds funny to say, but there's a mourning when we lose something that we, that we love. And there's a beating up that happens when we are the person who created the the loss. Right. So even if it is the shirt, now we're like dumb and spilling coffee and that kind of thing that can be the narrative, but it doesn't have to be, you know, but that's just kind of a small example of how we are going to be continuously healing. We are going to continuously come up against the things that are difficult. But once we learn these tricks that we try to teach it becomes easier to move fluidly in and out of these things. They're going to come. You are going to have frustration. You're going to have anger. You are going to have depression. You are going to have anxiety. All of these things will exist within you, but you will learn how to use these tools to fluidly fly, you know, float through it and flow out of it. As you learn your lesson, as you do your healing, as you grow stronger from each one of these trials that, that, that comes along, you know, and, and affirmations and affirmations are so good because they're the opposite of the terrible things that we say to ourselves. So (laughs) we, if we can, if we can connect to to telling ourselves bad things, we can connect to telling ourselves neutral or good things. Yeah. And we, when we can raise our vibration from within versus from without, it's a truer healing. It's a, it's a deeper, it takes on a deeper level than, you know, if we receive healing from without, you know, from external circumstances, we, we will own it faster. The healing will begin to happen faster. Absolutely. And, you know, and so it'll take less time each time. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, like without getting into it, I've, you know, I've had kind of a, a weird emotional week for me, but I, I have been able to step into that space of like, I really feel good still. Like I feel great. I feel like I'm able to have turmoil and not get lost in it and be able to use these, you know, these tools that I worked so hard to make happen. And and it's like a good feeling. I feel good about being able to handle these situations better, you know, that they will come and, 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 and go, but I can handle them. 
you know, and it's, it's just an amazing feeling. And that's what we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to like, just, you know, yeah. hold each one of you and just inject all of this life into you so that you can feel good in all ways, even if things aren't going great, being able to attach to the, the feeling of moving through it, the feeling of gaining strength, the, the you know, just the feelings of, of, of power versus those, those feelings of despair that sometimes will come through instead. Yes. And if you need help with any of these informations or affirmations, please reach out to us. You know where to find us. We hope this today's episode has helped. We hope it's helped alleviate some of the struggle you may have with affirmations or even just give you a new avenue of healing, a new tool in your toolbox. Cause that's, that's what we do. We collect tools that help us in everyday life. Absolutely. So we love you and we hope to see you in the next episode. Absolutely. Love you. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.